Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm ready to talk some football with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, courtesy of the John Shusakoa Banker Hotline. Matthew, before we get started, um, I think Chris feels like he offended you. So he had said that he called you Matt, and he says, man, I, I, I don't know if, if that's okay. I, instead of calling him Matthew, he called you Matt, yeah, I guess, when, I, he, when he called you. So what, what, what do you think of him calling you Matt? Is that okay? Matt is always fine. Oh, yeah, okay. no, Matt is always fine. A lot of times I'll introduce myself to people as Matt. So, like, uh, for example, Brian Flores has been trying to learn all the reporters' names, and so sometimes we'll tell him, we'll remind him of our name as we ask the question. I always just say Matt. So, totally fine, Matt, Matthew. A lot of people just call me Collar. Um, whatever, I don't care. I'm not that serious about it. For radio purposes, the reason I use Matthew is because Matt Collar Sounds like one thing if you say it fast, like Matt Collar. Yep. Like what? What's the thing? You know what I mean? Yep. So you want to have it be separated so the audience knows who they're listening. To. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Is, there, is there something you do not like in terms of like shortening it up and calling some uh, calling you a name? So like for me, I don't like I, Hank. Like don't call me Hank. That's just not a thing. Like <laughs> Hank is that's just a it's just weird to me. So don't call me. People will call me H. Or, they, you know, just call me Henry or they'll call me Lake or H. Lake or whatever. I'm fine with all of that, but don't call me Hank. Yeah, no, I've, I've never had anything like that because it's pretty much usually people just use my my last name because it is a little bit unique. Um, so, I mean, and H. Lake is just so easy. But, no, I never thought to call you Hank. Usually if someone wants to be called Hank and their name is Henry, they will go by Hank, you yeah. know, right? Like, they, yep. so that would be uh, – We'd have to know each other a lot better for me to step out on that one. And you'd have to give me a, you know, a fist pound in the press box when you see me as opposed to just walking by. All right. So we've established that. It, just don't call me. It here. happened. It happened. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So, so hold on, hold on. Real quick, I got to explain myself on that one. When you did that, you called me off guard because I was talking to somebody, right? I, I, was, I was talking to somebody. You called me off guard. It wasn't like I was not trying to acknowledge Matthew Kyler like you're my guy, like, like you're a regular guest on the show. You're a great dude. So Matt, I see Matthew in the press box at the Vikings game, right? And, he's, and, he, and, and he called me off guard because I was talking to somebody. I don't know if they were from Kansas City or if it was some um, – I don't know if it was Reggie Wilson from Care 11 – my fraternity brother. I it was talking to somebody. Wasn't Taylor Swift people? No, it was no, it wasn't T Swizzle. I totally okay. would have blew him off. Okay. I would have totally blew him off and wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't give I a tried. damn. I tried. I tried. I tried, Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt. I tried. So no, that was not intentional. I, I hope you didn't take it that way. I know you didn't take it that way. So here's the thing. Just to set this up, you're walking by. I feel that I'm in your vision. I mean, it's a it's a thin hallway. Yeah. And I just hold the fist out. Like, I know you're talking, but, you, you know, I didn't you see have you. worse vision than Justin Fields. I didn't see you. The worst vi- you, have, you were more tunnel vision than Justin Fields. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Hey, it wasn't intentional at all. You know that. You're my dude. All right, let, let's talk some Minnesota Viking football. And it, 
It involves, uh, before we get to the Monday night game, let, let's go back to the Chicago Bears game. Where do you rank that game in terms of performances that you've seen from the Vikings this year? Because I know they won the game, but, man, that was ugly, bro. Like, I was not – nothing about the game necessarily really impressed me. The defense played well, as it should, against a Bears team that just – I don't know what the heck the Bears are doing. But all in all, how did you kind of grade them out overall? You know, uh, you guys know, and you make fun of me on the station for how much I love football, but it is absolutely true. I love football. Uh, that made me hate football. That game was so bad. That game was so bad that I had way more fun watching college football on Saturday in my hotel room waiting for the game on Sunday than I did actually covering the game, and that's pretty rare. Uh, it was hideous. It was not anything at all that would inspire any confidence whatsoever. And when I went back and watched the tape on it, I thought, okay, was I being overdramatic or something? No, I wasn't. It was that bad. Uh, of course, you know, Brian Flores' defense played well. And, look, when you destroy a bad team, uh, their offense, like, you still deserve credit. Like, you know, his defense deserves credit for that game. But on the offensive side, we all wondered, okay, how are you going to perform without Justin Jefferson? And when you go into that game, you're looking at the NFL's worst third-down defense, a defense that doesn't get after the quarterback at all in Chicago. This, this is just a bad football team that's rebuilding and they made them look like the 85 Bears or the 2006 <laughs> Bears and not the 2023 tanking Bears. And I, I mean, I, I was looking for solutions, and you know what I saw was, one, not hanging in the pocket the way he was last year, and I think because he got pulverized last year, that might still uh, hold over. Guys are not getting open, and he did make a couple of very good throws that were dropped, and it's just like I think what we saw was, if you believe Justin Jefferson was basically this whole offense, you're right. And the running game is, is downright pathetic. I mean, it, I didn't think it was blocked up that well, but I also think that, you know, Alexander Madison's been one of the biggest disappointments on this team so far, and it's time to say that now after that game. Um, it's, it's something in the run game is just not working. So I, I think as they go into a game where they're facing one of the best defenses in the NFL – how is anyone supposed to believe that there's a, a turnaround here? Hey, let me ask you this. What was up with the Cam Akers usage on, on Sunday? He got one carry, and he caught one one ball. Yeah, it's a great question, and we tried to ask that question to uh, Wes Phillips and didn't get much of an answer today. I, the best thing I could come up with is just that he's still only in the third week of being Minnesota Viking, and you know maybe he wasn't doing some of the things that they – think he needs to do I have no idea I mean if it if it were me I wouldn't care if he knew where to run I need somebody with some jolt need somebody with some burst here to get up into those holes quickly because I mean it's it's like uh, it's like getting a Mack truck going with uh, Alexander Madison I mean you know I've seen this guy be good before in the outside zone type of system but I'm not sure that he's the same fit uh, as he was under Kevin Stefanski. Because I do think, when I look back, I, I see a lot of opportunities blocking-wise. It's certainly not perfect, and a lot of people will always point to the interior line. But I thought a lot of times they were fine, and you're just not getting anything more than what's there from Alexander Madison. I mean, who has he juked anyone all year? Has he shredded tackles all year? Like, has there been any of these things that running backs do to help their offensive line it just hasn't been there. And, you know, I've had a little bit of a theory, but it's only a theory, is that 
when you put a lot of pressure on someone who's never been a starter before and you talk about how they're RB1 and you talk about how this is their big opportunity, sometimes they press. And maybe there's a little bit of that with Madison. But regardless of the reason, I would be playing Cam Akers more even if he didn't know the offense perfectly because I just think he's got at least burst. Talking to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. One more thing about last weekend or Vikings football to this point before we look ahead to the San Francisco 49ers who play um, the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Um, what's going on with TJ Hawkinson, man? Because I, I like TJ Hawkinson. I think he's a talented tight end. Um, he got new money because he got that new – but I'm sorry, man. He's dropping footballs game after game, and he just – it it just looks different from last year. What's your what's your take on it? Yeah, I think it is it is odd because you know the best thing that TJ Hawkinson does is when he gets lined up with a linebacker or safety, he can beat them in different ways. A lot of times it's quickness out of his breaks in beating linebackers. We've seen him do that in the past. And with safeties, it's just being like too big and strong for them. And that's what you're looking for, and that's why they signed him. And he was never going to be Rob Gronkowski as far as being a blocker or being this, like, massive force. But I think a lot of the drops have been, like, a 6 out of 10 or 7 out of 10 degree of difficulty, and he's dropped every single one of those. And I don't think that's what he would do over 100 football games, but there's pressure that comes along with signing the big contract that may play into that. I feel the same way with, like, K.J. Osborne where he's had – some uncharacteristic drops. Like there's a lot of guys who kind of view this year as big for them, whether it's justifying a contract or getting a contract. And I have wondered if that's getting to some guys. Um, and, I, and I've also thought too, that TJ Hawkinson was just never Tony Gonzalez. He was never Travis Kelsey. He was never going to have Randy Moss's hands of gold. He's always been a guy that you got to move in. He caught the ball and then he's tough to bring down. And that's like what he does best. But, you know, if he had done this for them last year and he was pretty good and had some drops and so forth, we would have gone like, okay, well, that was an upgrade over Irv Smith. But now that he's got the money, every single drop, we go, oh, come on. And also, every single drop has been at the worst time. I mean, last week it was like a second and 17, and Cousins throws an absolute dime, beautiful pass, and it bounces right off his hands. It's just like, okay, well, this team isn't good enough to make up for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It just it, it's you right now the way that this team is down their best player. It's is it's super unfortunate that other things aren't necessarily clicking uh, the way that it should. And now you're going to be facing the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. Are the 49ers the best team in the NFC, even though they lost to uh, to Cleveland last weekend? Yeah, and they missed because. I mean, they missed a 40-yard field goal, and yeah. Cleveland has one of the best. We were talking about the 85 Bears. Like, this is Cleveland. Um, they're they're really, really, really good on defense. But that, it's very different. I, I respect what Brian Flores has done. ton of respect for what he's gotten out of this team. The Vikings do not have anywhere near the personnel of the Cleveland Browns. So I don't, um, you, know, you know, take them down a notch. Every good team has bad games. That's why those 72 Dolphins are still popping champagne. Uh, every year because it happened and they still should have won the game at their worst but when you look at them statistically they're the best offense and the best defense in the nfc uh you know the only team better in the nfl than them on offense is the miami dolphins their defense is complete it's nasty it's got an incredible defensive line that causes all sorts of problems they really don't have a true weakness 
Fred Warner might win the defensive MVP. The, everybody's sort of figured out how great he is at linebacker. I mean, the Darisaw and Nick Bosa matchup is always going to be an incredible one. But, you know, I, I think that this team is playing on a completely different level than the Minnesota Vikings, and they should be a reminder. When you talk about, hey, maybe we could beat Denver and get to the playoffs and beat Atlanta, it's like, here's a reminder of what a Super Bowl team looks like. And, I mean, look, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL on a weekly basis, but I think that the Vegas line shows you kind of where these two teams stand and is a reminder of why you need to continue to rebuild your team uh, as opposed to thinking that you're going to win now. All right, two final things, and then we'll let you go. Um, we had some movement here. There were some things that took place today uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Davenport, Marcus Davenport, he ended up on injured reserve, right? Yep, correct. Yep. Uh, and, and what was the other? I'm blanking on the other. There was something else that happened earlier today, too. Uh, they traded Kirk to the Jets. Big yeah. move. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What else? Uh, they activated uh, the Kenny Wongwu. Looks like yes, he's gonna play. that was that yeah. was yeah that was the other thing. All right, so 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 number one, would you say that Marcus Davenport has been? Um, how would you categorize his signing and what he's done to this particular point? Number one, and then number two, give me a prediction on Monday. Yeah, uh, Davenport reminds me of Michael Pierce, a really really good football player who was just kind of a shell of himself when he got here as a free agent and was banged up and never could get healthy. And the same thing for Marcus Davenport. And that's why they didn't pay Davenport a ton because it was kind of roll of the dice. Can he stay healthy? And the answer is unfortunately no. And uh, I feel bad for him. He is a super talented player. I mean, when you, when you watch him out there, you watch him move, he has got rare ability, but during his career, he's just never been able to stay healthy. And I always feel bad for guys like that. They get crushed on Twitter Oh, he's made a glass, whatever. I hate to see that because, because this, this guy wants to play. And, and this one was actually kind of a bad break where he just got leg whipped and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. So it's, it's a disappointing signing. He'll probably never become what they were hoping because of the injuries. And the prediction for me would be 28-17 to 17, San Francisco. I, I just think they're playing in a completely different league than the Vikings. This will be by far the toughest team they play. Um, Philadelphia and Kansas City are kind of flawed great teams. Um, San Francisco is not very flawed. So yeah. I, I think this is going to be the matchup where we come out of it and go, okay, yep, now it's time to trade Daniel Hunter, trade K.J. Osborne, whatever else, and things like that. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much, Matthew, man. I appreciate the time. And next time I, I see you in the press box, I'll give you that, uh, that fist, fist bump. I, I can't wait, Hank. I mean, Henry. Take care, buddy. <laughs> All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 